Yeah, let's roll. Please remain seated. You are now entering the nerd bunker. Hello world, because I know for a fact that there are people listening all over the world. My name's Hayley and this is Mike. Hello. And we are the Nerd Bunker Podcast. So, the magic is happening. People are listening to the podcast. I'm feeling pretty damn good about that. Thank you for listening. Are you enjoying it? Talk to us. You can talk to us on Twitter at NerdBunkerPod. Instagram, NerdBunkerPod, Facebook, NerdBunkerPodcast. Send us a message, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Get involved in the conversation. Uh, we do have an email as well, don't we, at nerdbunkerpod at gmail.com. We do. Don't send us horrible spam. <laughs> don't be mean. No. no. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we get involved. Chat to us. Tell us what you think. Um, I really, really enjoyed um, the last episode talking about our kid cartoons and I, I was really proud of it. So if you're not listening to that episode, go and listen to it. Um, and let's start as we always do. Um, what have you been up to? What did I do last week? I haven't really watched anything. I seem to have been awfully busy with mm. other bits and pieces. <laughs> so that's quite short. I haven't read anything because I've been what busy. What have you been doing? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know where my time goes. We record this and then by the time I've squeezed in two or three games of D&D or whatever we're playing, it doesn't leave me long to, to do anything oh, else. No time for TV. <laughs> you need that sitting on your bum time. I listen to a BBC podcast called uh, Children of the Stones. Oh, right. And it's, a, it's only a short, uh, short run. I think there's only maybe six or seven episodes. They're like 20 minutes each. And it's a remake of the 1977 kids TV show. Oh, right. And it's basically like um, it's a daughter and a father move to a village called Mil Milbury. And the village is surrounded by like stone circles. Ooh. And things are not quite all it seems Ooh. in the village. I mean, the, the, the kids... The 1977 kids show is a bit creepy anyway. It's one of them older TV shows. and you're Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's fucking weird. But the way they've done it as a podcast has, has been really good. I mean, there, there are some children's things that I think are a lot scarier than supposed 18-rated scary things. Um, you've literally just reminded me of a kids' film. It's actually a Disney film. I don't know if, ever, if you've ever seen it. It's called Watcher in the Woods. I don't think I have. Does not ring in any bells. Um, it's a live action, um, and it's got Bet Midler in it. No, not Bet Midler. Bet Davis. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> no, not Bet Midler. Bet um, Midler was um, Hocus Pocus, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, Hocus Pocus. No, Bet Davis, the uh, scary one. Um, and it's not even her that s scares me. Um, but in this film, it's this American family move to this house um, in the some countryside in England. Um, I won't say too much, just, you know, in case anybody watches it. But um, there is a haunted presence um, in the grounds of this house. Um, and even watching it now, I, I still think it's, like, really scary there's like this bit where the, I don't know they've just got a green light on this girl's face, but the way the way she's like talking, um, and the atmosphere, the wind blowing through the trees, and oh god, it proper freaked me out. And I've I think I've been more scared of that for the atmosphere in that than I have of you know allegedly eight, rated eighteen horror films. Did you ever watch um, the Box of Delights? No, what was that? Uh, that was that was a BBC series in about 1988, I yeah, think. Um, yeah. 
and that was another one that was really creepy as an adult and bloody strange as a child. I think it. I think they're all on YouTube. Children of the Stones is on YouTube. I know that because I looked just before we came on. I think Box of Delights is is on there as well. Yeah. Well, if my film Watcher in the Woods is definitely a Disney film, so I'm presuming it's on the Disney Channel. I've not actually checked. I'm too scared. Um. <laughs> not all. Not all Disney's on Disney Plus. No. Don't they have to wait until like certain contracts and things end? I I don't know. Or is there? I know that Songs of the um, South isn't on there. Yeah, but that's for, uh, I don't want to say racial reasons, because that's not... No, it is. It's, it, it is, but there's a there's a better word yeah. for it. Um, there's a bigger word, like discriminatory portrayal of ethnic minorities or something. Um, but... I can't, I think they shouldn't deny these films. They should just have a warning on at the beginning. Um, I watched something the other day. Oh, we watched Dumbo um, from the Disney Channel. And they just had a bit on the beginning. A, a tobacco warning. Uh, well, no, about um, that, that exact thing that I've just said that I can't remember even though I've just said it. Discriminatory portrayal of like people from ethnic minorities. Um, because when they're setting up the circus, it's basically all black animated characters that are doing the setting up, all the hard labour. Um, so I assume that's what that was about. Um, but I think I'd rather them have the films on, but just say, you know, this is wrong, we don't live like that anymore, but this film was made. I don't know. Didn't intend on going down this hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a very tricky it's a very tricky tightrope it is for for disney to yeah. walk down um they do a lot but. better in uh, things like that these days so we'll we'll leave that conversation there i'm sure we'll come back to it another day um <sighs> oh have you heard have you heard um lucasfilm and ubisoft um are apparently working on a star wars uh, Star Wars story open world game. I hadn't heard that. I've I did see something about um Lucasfilm um redoing basically like LucasArts gaming. So maybe that was it. I didn't read the article because they had they had LucasArts the uh, computer game company. Um but then when Disney brought it they shut it down. Oh, okay. Um and I I kind of just assumed they'd sort of redone it. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's sort of a two two pronged point, um, because Lucasfilms and I never know if I pronounce this properly, Bethesda or Bethesda, Bethesda. Um, they're working on an Bethesda, they're working on an Indiana Jones game. So they're both Lucasfilms, but the Star Wars one is with Ubisoft, and the Luke, uh, Indiana Jones is with Bethesda. Um, and they're both, I think, open world sandboxy games. As long as it comes out on the PlayStation, because Bethesda got brought out by Microsoft. So they were on about things like Fallout and that being like Microsoft exclusives. So I hope they don't go down that road. Oh, no, 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 no. They can have it a bit early. (laughs) I don't mind if they have it a bit early, but they've got to put it on PlayStation as well because they'll make more money. As you know, I have a PlayStation and I really wanted Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know anyone I'd play it with, but I just wanted to sail around and play at pirates. <laughs> it looked better if you got mates. I'm going to be a but pirate that was on my Xbox own. only, to the point where I would actually go into game and I'd be uh, looking at second-hand Xboxes thinking, do I buy one just for that game? Oh, uh, like, No, no. no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I hope, or I hoped that uh, Lucas Arts, Lucas Film Gaming, whatever it's called, will remake or bring out new Monkey Island games. I love the series of Monkey Island games. Yeah. That that's the one with Guybrush Threatwood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember playing one and one of one of the voices was oh, what's his name? Monty Python. Eric Idle probably. That's the one. Um, yeah, he was like one of the voices on it. And that must have been, ooh, PlayStation 2. 
Yeah, that's probably the, the only one that was on yeah, PlayStation two, two yeah. was Escape from Monkey Island. Th- yeah, that was probably it. To be fair, yeah. no, that was a very. I remember playing bloody that. hard. Yeah. Oh, I think I did a few. Uh, I was going to say Google a walkthrough, but clearly we weren't doing that back then. Um, but I obviously looked something up somewhere. It took me hours to work out the mists of time. Yeah. And even when we were doing things like um, the monkey combat and the insulting, insult sword fighting. Yeah. You have to have certain responses to a certain saying. How do you feel about getting stuck on a game and then just hopping on a YouTube tutorial walkthrough? I personally, I tend, if I get stuck, I'll try everything I can to try and beat it. I, I know me, so I'd rather go and Google how to do it. Because if I didn't, I'd just lose interest at that. And then I'd think, well, that was yeah. however much I've spent on the game as a yeah, waste of money. Yeah. But I tried to do my best before, and then I'll admit defeat and go, no, sod it, how did I do it? And then normally an eight-year-old shows me on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. look, just push this, mister. Because um, I, when I played, um, oh, God, what number was it? Resident Evil 7, I think it was called. Um, there were certain bits where I just got really stuck with, like, a big bad. Um, and I get to a point where I get so frustrated and angry, it's like, I'm just going to, like, sack this game off. Or I have to have a bit of help and figure out what the hell I need to do. Is it really any different to... They, they used to publish game guides... Games Master Magazine. Yeah, is it really any different? It's kind of like a modern version of that, I suppose. Um, not really. I think it's maybe it's more how long do you wait between getting annoyed and then looking at a walkthrough? Is that a personal sort of an ego issue? About five, about five minutes for me. <laughs> it depends how angry I get and um, am I going to throw the controller at something, not at the TV, because that was expensive. <laughs> Do you get angry at them? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I were playing, I think it was Resident Evil, actually, and I'm downstairs playing it, and something happened. Oh, one of these, there's a big bad um, where it, like, imagine some sort of octopus-type thing with different legs, and it has lots of eyes everywhere in different places, and they sort of bulge out and bulge back in again. And you have to hit each eye, and they're, you know, different sizes. And I just could not get this bloody thing, and I am shouting. And then when I get really angry, I stop shouting, and I just start thumping the chair. (laughs) And, like... I'm, I'm just hitting the arm of this chair like really, really angrily like my life depends on it. But I've learned to put the controller away because they're like 60 quid a pop now. So I'm like, don't break the controller. Kill the chair, kill the chair. I was playing, I think it was a PlayStation 2 game. I think it was something like, I think it was called Curry, Curry Mix or something. It was a weird Japanese game. <laughs> and it was a two-player play, two game. But you really had to work together. So if the first player went off the screen the other one couldn't move because it couldn't be seen and you had to stand on certain bits to lift bits for the other player i was playing it with my wife yeah and she got so angry at it (laughs) you know the shape of the playstation controller she actually held one end of it and cracked me on the head i hope she doesn't listen to this because she'll be like what would you tell everyone that for oh my god but yeah she literally got hold of it and cracked on the top of my head <laughs> Were you doing it wrong? <laughs> I think I got concussion because I can't remember. <laughs> oh God, uh, I can't we, remember. We never, pl- we never played it again. <laughs> I was like, I no. Um, Still own it, but I've never played. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, me and my other half were playing Splinter Cell, I think, and. Um, I couldn't get to grips with controlling the figure. Um, I think it was first person, and I, I'm not very good at first person. My brain, I don't know, it just doesn't sort of click into place with them sort of things. I need to see the figure. And um, there's, like, all these guys coming at you, shooting you, and I'm I'm just, like, 
<laughs> looking around, like got uh, my character's heads up in the air, just sort of swinging around because I couldn't, I just couldn't get to grips with controlling it. And he's, what are you doing? What? And getting really angry at me. What are you doing? <laughs> They're killing us. I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Or I'm stood next to a brick wall and I couldn't get away from it. Oh, I'd get angry times. when I'd play um, like Call of Duty. And then you'd yeah. always get one of them little shits that knew where you'd respawn. <laughs> so you'd literally... Five-year-old. Yeah, just load it up and it'd go pew and shoot you dead. And you'd be like, are oh, you? bastard yeah i, I don't yeah. i don't play them sort of games that's why i gee up um, i don't anymore because yeah. i was playing it at the time the xbox was in the bedroom and i was playing it one day and there was i, I don't know how old he was he was a kid <laughs> and he just kept going your i'm mom. not gonna give out my username but it was like you're a wanker you're a wanker you're a wanker <laughs> and i was sat there and i was just like <laughs> I'm 40 years old, and this eight-year-old's calling me a wanker, and I'm I'm in my own bedroom, on my own bed. That's hilarious. And he's calling me a wanker. I was just like, what has my life come to? I'm being insulted by eight-year-olds. And I think I turned it off and never went online with it again. It is that that bad, though, isn't it? Because they are kids, and you can get really wound up, you know, rage quit. And it's like, they're just little kids or teenagers or whatever. Again, I was playing Call of Duty, I think it was like Modern Warfare. And I was playing it quite late. So the time zones, it was I was getting onto the American servers. Yeah. And I got in with this group and they were obviously all American military. Oh, God. (laughs) And they were taking it so seriously. Like all the the lingo was coming out. (laughs) And they were like... Where are you going? Because I, I, I just wandered off. Like, where are you going? You're going to compromise the mission. Get back oh, here. Get back here. You're going to compromise us. I think in the end, I just dropped a, like a flash grenade, blinded them all, and they were all like, oh, what are you doing, you twat? I bet they didn't say twat. No, they didn't. No. Oh, but no, that, that's why I, I gee up with uh, Red Dead Online. I don't know if they ever changed it. Um... But I was quite looking forward to that because, you know, I'd finished the game, loved the game and um, started the online one and you spawn and somebody just kills you and it's like, oh, point. I I, I don't get it. I think they did it so that if they killed you too many times or too many people, um, they kind of got a bounty on their head. Mm. So then they couldn't ride into town. But it it does make it unjust. Unenjoyable. Yeah, for... it wasn't fun because there were missions you could do on your own or, you know, uh, team up with people to do. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll have a go with it. But yeah, uh... I did it. I did it with one get- group. I didn't know them. They're all strangers. We did the mission, passed it, and then it sort of respawned you back in the proper online yeah. world, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then a twat shot me. <laughs> and it's just like. Seriously, dude, we've just done this mission. Yeah. And, oh, so what's the point? No, I need a bit of I need a bit of loyalty. But you used to play um I think I always forget what it's called. That Warcraft game. And that that's all teamwork, oh, isn't the it? The World of Warcraft. Yes. Because I I never played that. I love that game. I, I, I haven't played it for years, but I still miss it. Oh wow. If I put it on the computer, the missus said that's it. She's done. <laughs> get gone i was so addicted to it i'd start work at six and i'd get up at like three to do some bits on it before work wow oh god that is quite intense it's like i finished work at two because i was on early shift yeah um i'd get home i'd boot up the computer load it all up then i'd go and have a shower get ready yeah um and then i'd find myself sat in the dark curtains open having had no tea and it would be like half 12 at night See, when you say addicted to playing it, did you feel that if you didn't play it, something bad was going to happen? You were like, fear of missing out? Or was it just that you really, really, really liked it and just really wanted to play it? It fed into several things. A, as I've probably said, I'm a collector of anything. Give me a set, and if I haven't got the set, I've got to collect it. So they start introducing bits of armour, and there's always that grade. It's like, yeah. oh, I get this suit of armour, and then you've always got to grind to get the next bit. Yeah. So it, that was feeding that, and then there was um, just, you've got to improve, you've got to improve. 
Yeah, yeah. Also, the fact I love things that I can escape reality from. What's wrong with reality? <laughs> Not doing too well at the minute. <laughs> it's quite boring. But yeah, I just love stuff that I can escape reality yeah. from, so... You're not allowed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I haven't played it for must be six, six or seven years and I still miss it. I, I see the new ones come out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I want to have a little go. Could you could you not play it a little bit or would you just fall down the hole again? No, I'd probably fall down the hole again. Oh, that's like... Um... I've replaced it with D&D again, so... Yeah, and I think D&D's... I mean, at least that's... Well, in person when we're allowed to play in person. Um... And you can only do it as much as you've got other people to play with, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, going back to the World of Warcraft, there's no actual online voice um. chat. Oh, okay. You don't get anybody calling you a wanker. <laughs> no, but you get like a message at the bottom, you know, like a text message. But that's yeah. like public or you can whisper someone, but you can then just mute them. If you wanted to do things like um, when you do a raid, so there's a group of 10, 20, whatever the raid party size is, you, you then sign up to, like, you'd use Discord or, I think when I was doing it, it was TeamSpeak. Yeah. It it was kind of done like that. And, and you'd always have idiots on there. Yeah. Oh, well, we've fallen down two holes already, quite dark ones, and uh, we're like, what, 20 minutes in? <laughs> we've not even... This is the introduction. <laughs> Gone wrong already. Oh, what do we? Um, and we played, finished off Alien. We played that. Finished off my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We finished playing the Alien RPG. Chariots of the Gods. What was it like to GM? I quite liked it. I wish the books. I found myself going back and forth through the books yeah. a bit more than I'd have liked. Um, but I think the system was yeah pretty easy. It was. It was easy to get to grips with the game itself. I think was more. Technically difficult, perhaps, but because the system of dice throwing was easy, you could sort of pick it up better, I felt. Yeah, there was, there was a few little bits I, I know uh, that I ballsed up, but just sort of let slide and roll, which like, no, yeah, yeah. It's the story now. that's more important than all tiny little technical rules sometimes. Yeah, it's a game I'd like to have run in person more because I think I'd be able to set more of the ambience than than on Roll20. Yeah, yeah. Did, did the best I could. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as a player. Um, like doing a one-shot, I think you can get the story in quite neatly. Um, campaigns are good, you know, I like playing campaigns that you come back to week after week after week after week, but just having that one-shot or two-episode game um, is really good. Um, and I really liked the theme, obviously. Um, yeah, because they got um, they they call it a cinematic, and I think it is just campaign games. So cinematic yeah. is designed to be a couple of one shots, and I think it's a lot more brutal than a campaign. Well, one. we all die. Did we all die? No, uh, one of no. us got away. Yeah, the company agent. The company man got away. Damn him. <laughs> that 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 was probably one of my best bits. Was when he shot the pilot. Oh yeah. And it's just like, oh, you bastard. Yeah. A brilliant, but you bastard. Bit of PvP, player versus player there. But yeah, that's probably one of my best bits. But no, I really, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. I did. I did. Um, thank you for running it. There are many more games I wish you to run, for I am not. Even considering GMing or DMing anything for many, many years, because I just do not feel up for that gig, really, at the moment. But yeah, so we played that. Um, I've not done Masters this week, to be honest. Um, but I did um, watch a couple of episodes of The Secrets of Cinema, which I mentioned in the last episode. Um, oh, is it that was that Mark Commode? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I saw the series advertised. Um, and it started last Monday. Yeah, so that's why I hadn't watched it. Um, because we record on a Monday, and then the following Monday morning, the episode comes out. Um so it's actually on the third series, I didn't realise. Um, I thought it was a brand new thing. So I've gone back to the beginning. I've not watched the latest ones. 
and I watched a couple of episodes from the first series. Um, and it's really entertaining as a programme, um, but it's educational. And I quite like things that teach you something. Um, it's like a visual essay. Um, and he describes things. He, he'll talk about a film and then he'll point bits out in it that compare to older films and how the directors have got their point across and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, the first one was the rom-com. Um, and I think rom-coms get a bit of a a bad rap, really, because they sort of get pooed off a little bit. Like some... I'm not a fan. I will admit I'm not a fan. I think it depends which ones you've seen, because there are some truly bad rom-coms, but then there's some truly bad horror films there's some truly bad sci-fi films yeah but then they get so bad they're then good and funny yeah i know whereas a rom-com gets so bad it's just like watching some hallmark film right well we'll just uh we'll just box that conversation for a minute evil dead (laughs) the first one was trying to be serious and it was somewhat cringeworthy and then they thought, shit, we've made this film. It were a bit shit. We better pretend it's a comedy. That's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, we'll pretend it's a comedy. And from then on, <laughs> all the sequels to Evil Dead were like bad horror comedies culminating in the last one, which I can't remember the name of, Army of Darkness. And that is pure, like, comedy horror then i'm sorry Um, you cannot diss army of darkness and evil dead i loved them oh no no i'm not not dissing it i'm not dissing it but you know if you did i'd I'd be hanging up (laughs) (laughs) i'm not dissing it but do you not that that is a a valid point is it not number one where it's a serious horror film be afraid was it serious (laughs) well i think they were trying to be serious i haven't looked this up so you know we might be talking out our asses because i haven't looked it up i I don't like googling everything to find out the inner workings because i prefer to try and make my own mind up however wrong that may be um because i felt like that about lost boys as well i just thought lost boys was a bit i don't really mm. like lost boys it seems to be bigger than what i think it deserves yeah yeah i i watched it and i was like oh is this what everybody's banging on about and i just it seemed a little bit silly and i've watched you know i watch films from you know really old films so it's not just about age and people watching different things and finding different things funny or the technology that they had available or whatever it's just lost dead it lost dead (laughs) Evil Dead and Lost Boys just seem to have this, we're trying to be serious, but it just ended up being a bit meh. And then they tried to make a joke out of it. I don't know. Have you seen... That's my opinion. Have you seen Peter Jackson's uh, of Lord of the Rings I know, yeah, go on. His brain dead film. I have, I have. That is so amazing. That is is (laughs) cinemagraphic (laughs) masterpiece. What what about Bad Taste? Yeah, I've seen them both. Yeah. It, admittedly, it is about 15 years ago and I've only seen them once. And at the time, the person that I was watching them with was of exactly the same opinion as you, thought they were amazing. And I was just a little bit underwhelmed, <laughs> shall we say. They're not awful. I understand them, but... They're not no, homely films. I'm afraid not. But to go back to my original point, <laughs> see, I sound like a dickhead. Um, from this rom com episode, it really brought back Bridget Jones to me. <laughs> I really like Bridget Jones. Is it? Uh... See, that they're films I've only seen once. I think I've only seen the first one once. I don't even know. Was there two or three of them? Um, I think there's three now. 
Um, the first couple were all right. The third one was a bit of a bring her back, earn some I money. I may have seen two. I've definitely definitely seen the first yeah. one. I'm not sure about the second one. I mean, I, you know, I don't like putting things into boxes of uh, women will find this funny because of X, Y, Z. Um, but it is a really funny film and it just plays on all these insecurities. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a... 30-year-old single bloke living on your own. But I know what it's like to be a 30-ish single person, you know, wondering whether to wear the little sexy pants that give you the fat belly or the granny pants that give you the flat belly that look better in the dress. And it's like, that's like a real thing. (laughs) They're they're life choices I know nothing about. Is this not something that you've had to wrestle with? <laughs> Is that the same as me going, oh, shall I put these uh, these budgie smugglers on or this uh, <laughs> this um, pair of boxers? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you know, we're, we're supposed to be... Um, what's the word? Amalgamating as, uh, as genders, and yet sometimes we just seem so far apart. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, But I did watch another episode, um, Heist Movies. Um, And they featured a film. um, Again, something I haven't watched for years and years. But it is so good. Um, It's called Bound. um, And it's by the Wachowski brothers that did The Matrix as well. Um, And basically, um, it's like a mob film. Uh, gangsters, what have you. Yeah. And the woman uh, married to the mob boss um, has an affair with the female handy person caretaker of this building um, that they own, live in, whatever. Um, And it just, it's really clever. It like turns all the stereotypes of mob films on the head. So you've got the woman who is normally sort of the passive, beautiful creature idea, and she's actually the brains of the outfit. And the mob boss, who's obviously supposed to be the clever one, is basically this weak guy. Yeah. Um, and when she has an affair with the caretaker person, it's I think it's for manipulative purposes originally, um, but then I think they end up falling for each other anyway. Um, and it doesn't give too much away to say they like end up getting away. Um, but you know, I mean, it's done by the people that did the matrix, so it's going to be clever and it's going to be interesting. So, you know, they couldn't do that for the second two matrixes though, could they? What's that supposed to mean? Well, they were shit compared to the first ones. Long silence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> it's an opinion. <laughs> um, I'm going I'm to edit it so that it sounds like you go. I say the Matrix, the two blast matrices are shit, and then you go. I agree with you. <laughs> no, no, God, I, I really like all three Matrix films equally. Mm. I, I really enjoyed the first <laughs> one, but the second two See, were a bit. Mm. We need we need to do this so uh, people can watch us um, because facial expressions <laughs> when you're having a conversation going mm. <laughs> eyes rolling <laughs> it just adds so much because um, I re- I rewatched I rewatched all the Matrix films only I think last month um, and I always kind of forget what happens in the third one I don't, I don't know how. Um, but um, no, I, I really liked all three. Mm. Maybe I'll have to rewatch them. Yeah, they are making a fourth allegedly. Not sure what that's about. Um, See, my 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 kind of heist films are uh, things like the Guy Ritchie ones. I love Snatch. Yeah. I love Lockstock. Yeah. I do, I do like them. Uh, it's Rock been a while. It wasn't bad. 
I've not seen them in a while, but I did. I do remember watching them and enjoying them very much. So I'll have to. I, I want to watch uh, his new one. Is it the Gentleman? Yeah. Oh, I keep putting that on Amazon, and then thinking, actually, no, I'm going to watch this instead. I was yeah. going to watch it last night, and I ended up watching Highlander. I'd been listening to Queen music all day, <laughs> and then uh, I watched Flash Gordon in the afternoon um, with my little boy. The original. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there a remake? Don't know. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, the original um, uh, with all the Queen music. Well, you've Um, got the original TV series. Oh, no, no. You know what I mean. Flash Gordon, the amazingly beautiful, camp, brightly coloured wonderfulness that it is. Got Brian Um, Blessed in. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah, then I just had to watch uh, Highlander, which I'm presuming you still haven't seen. Uh, no, never seen it. Oh, how can you have not seen Highlander? How? I don't know, really. I, I, this does not compute. It's Highlander's like chief nerd sword <laughs> film. It's like there. <laughs> how did you miss it? <laughs> What were you doing when you should have been watching Highlander? I don't know, really. I just never never got around to watching it. Just yeah. kind of never appealed. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Um, well, this episode was supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> about dice. and uh, about, about 40 minutes in. I think <laughs> we've not even started. Well, we'll have a crack. Cause, um, is that is because that you don't want to talk about it? What, dice? No, I, yeah. dice are incredibly interesting small objects. It's more that what, it's what you do with them that counts. Um, but yeah, dice, you know. Um, why are we talking about dice? Why is it even a thing? Um, if you've ever played a board game, something that we obviously talk about in the nerdy realm, um, and more importantly, D&D and role-playing games, it's all to create the element of chance. Um, So I have done a little marginal bit of uh, research. Um, And to be honest, um, from my limited readings, um, nobody really seems to know where they sort of originated from because... um, they were about before written history. I don't know. I, I, I had it in my head that they were kind of supposed to have been invented by someone at, at Troy. So. Well, I mean, it probably depends what you read. Um, but I think they were pictorial references before, you know, writing was, uh, writing was widely used. Um, so I think they've sort of summarised that originally bones were used, um, knuckle bones of animals, um, and it was for fortune telling purposes. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure where the fortune telling then switched over to gambling. Um, <laughs> but, you know, people need something to do, don't they? Um, I, and wonder, apparently... I wonder if there's a link there between fortune telling and fortune as in winning a low, winning a fortune well you never know um i mean it's all guesswork isn't it i mean all these uh, seers and whatever else they would have been called i mean I, I don't know maybe they believed this is another rabbit hole we could fall down right here i mean you know it's f- the idea that telling people's fortune is real. Um, I mean, they obviously believed what they were talking about. I once, I brought a deck of tarot cards. It's not dice involved, but we'll go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, I brought this deck of tarot cards and it came with this book on how to, to do it. Yeah. So me being a lazy ass bastard, half read the book <laughs> and then thought, oh, I'll give it a go. <laughs> So, death, death, uh, death, death. I, I think I think you sort of had to pick some cards, and yeah. then I think it was something like ask it a question while you're picking them, or just think of yeah. a question in your head. Okay, yeah. I can do that. I asked the question. These three cards came out. 
none of them were death. Mm-hmm. But I didn't actually know. It means know rebirth what, anyway. I didn't, I didn't know what any of them were. Yeah. I was like, I put them back in, shuffled it, asked it the same question, and the same three cards came out. Ooh, and I was just like, fuck this. Put them in the box. <laughs> put them in the loft. It, you know, and, and to this day, like, what, what, uh, Probably twenty years later, probably twenty five years, they're still oh, wow. sat in the box of my mum and dad's loft, and I've not touched them. Oh, you got scared! It was just like, oh no, fuck that! <laughs> but to be fair, I don't know if there's more than one card of like a certain type because yeah. I never actually looked at what they were. Yeah, I don't know whether there's two of the same, but I think there's all sorts of different variations of packs and things. So. It was just to me in my head. It was just like no, that's too too spooky. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I think we sort of can't help ourselves because we're obsessed with control, um, controlling your own life and what happens around us. So the whole fortune telling thing is like inevitable because you want to know: should I do this? Is it the right decision? What's going to happen? Um, I don't directly believe in it. Do they offer guidance or do they tell you the future? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, it's interpretation. I mean, it's, you know, like reading your horoscope in a newspaper. A certain percentage of people that fall into that category, that will happen to. It's like averages, isn't it? Um, Whereas having a one-to-one reading of whatever... Uh, tarot cards palm reading whatever um i think there's some very clever people out there um like darren brown who can read you and um put thoughts into your mind um without you you know knowing what they're doing so i'm i am more on the scientific don't believe it vain but then i think you can't help yourself sometimes and you want to fall into this because it makes you feel like you have a bit of control over ultimately what we don't have control over depressingly because yep. it'd be nice wouldn't it <laughs> so them three freaked me out so it's just i said that and I'm not, I'm not telling you what the question was <laughs> oh that's mine because i can't remember Oh, see, now I want to know. <laughs> I remember what that is, but... Oh, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave fortune telling us well, out. I, I didn't go, I'm um, going to write down the question and put it in with the cards so that I can remember the question. In. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been something quite profound, though. Oh, I can't remember. I mean, if you think, oh, uh, whatever football team going to win tomorrow. I mean, that's a bit shit. I don't know what you were into. Uh, 20... Well, hang on. Did I, did I say it was 20-odd years ago? Um, no, it's probably about girls, I imagine. Oh, does she <laughs> fancy me? <laughs> oh, you, you do that stuff as teenagers, though, don't you? Or doing silly things with numbers and putting your names together and there's a 98% chance you'll get married. And a Ouija board. Yeah, and it's like all a load of piss, really, isn't it, to be fair? The only time I did a Ouija board, I think we spent longer arguing who was pushing it <laughs> <laughs> than, than actually, like, uh, doing anything on it. Yeah. Well, you can... Well, I know, like, in America, you can buy them in Walmart, or, and so it's like, you, know, you can well, buy cause, one. Because that... You have to remember, the Ouija board used to be a game. It's a, it used to be an M&B game, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it involved any dice, getting it back on track. No, no, for there are many games that do not involve dice, but there are many that do. Speaking of which... (laughs) (laughs) God, this is awful. Right, according to my counter, we've got ten minutes left. Oh, we'll whiz through. So by the time we've done the outro... (laughs) No, no, no. Dice is fortune-telling. Dice is gambling. I mean, we don't need to go into that, you know. Everybody knows what a casino is. Um, Snake eyes. Yeah. And they always do that. Is it craps? Where they're at that big table and they have to get sevens and they blow the dice and they throw it and they look really dramatic. I don't know. You've been to Vegas, not me. I have. 
God, I could spend an hour talking about that place. I won't be going back, I can assure you. Oh, dear me. <laughs> it's all right on the surface, but do not scratch the surface because you will be heartily disappointed. <laughs> uh, the shows were good, I'll give it that. The shows were good. Um, but yeah, the uh, the good old board games, um, you know, my little and play Snakes and Ladders, um, and... Monopoly. I mean, that's the ultimate, the first sort of game that you really learn to play. I think most people, family-wise, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know, I listened to a podcast about the history of Monopoly. <laughs> Did you? And if I could remember any of it, <laughs> I'd, t- I'd, I'd insert some of it now. Yeah, but you can't remember any of it. That's awful. I, I think it was a, a, a woman designed it. A woman? A woman? <laughs> no. Surely be, um, not. Surely to goodness. It was supposed to teach you like um, how to save money and economics and stuff. Hmm. And then it got she sort of got really popular, and then somebody basically stole and modified. Yeah. Modified it into the monopoly that it is now. Because the only way to win is to buy, 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 and make yourself basically bankrupt buying everything up, and then winging it until everybody lands on your shit, and then you can get money off them. Play it safe. You will not win that game. <laughs> Don't think I've ever played it till anyone's won it. Oh, right. I, I think we always get bored. My my strongest memories of Monopoly, um, I used to play with um, my nieces. Um, and I know for a fact that they remember. They probably won't listen to this podcast because they're not geeky enough. Um, but um, the three of us would play, and every time one of them went off to the toilet, I'd have me hand in bank. <laughs> <gasps> grab 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 Conf- a few confessions, hundreds. <laughs> confessions are coming out now. Oh, they know, they know. We we have talked about it. Or oh, working out how much hotels and stuff cost. You know, again, I'd have my hand in bank. <laughs> Pick up a couple of houses <laughs> while nobody's looking and oh, uh, seeing you in a whole new light now. Just <laughs> Oh, I used to, I used to cheat like rotten me. It ah. Oh. Wanting to win was I'm more gonna important. Log on, I'm going to log on to Roll20 now and see if you've checked your character sheet. <laughs> no, but this is it right now. <laughs> did you? I did, actually. I did. Uh, and your character's encumbrance. you got about a million torches. We're not, we're not playing encumbrance. Encumbrance. I'm overcrumbled. That's what I'm used Overcrumbled. Well, you would be crumbling um, under all that white. I'm overcrumbled. <laughs> When I used to play Skyrim, <laughs> I didn't see the word properly. I used to, oh, we're over crumbled. Um, but no, no, just on the whole, the whole honesty of game playing, because I used to cheat like a beast when I was a kid. <laughs> I like, I can't cheat at games now, because if I win and I know that I've cheated, it's like, it's just hollow. <laughs> You said to me this episode's about dice, but so far you've admitted to cheating at computer games by Googling. You cheated at Monopoly. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you want to come clean about anything else? Well, (laughs) oh, not today. (laughs) Well, um, we'll save that for another episode. The Confessions of Hayley. No. Um, but I think what what I really what I really wanted to get to this late in the episode was to talk about D and D. To be fair, um, a little bit of um, meandering of uh, dice, um, but D and D other RPGs they operate on dice. You know, the board of the board game either doesn't exist at all, or it's a Make it up as you go, really, isn't it? Yeah, the the, the dice of D and D is the the great decider. Yeah, um, for the uni, uninitiated, um, D means dice. I know it's uh, not rocket science, but you can say dice or die according to Wikipedia. I always say dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like saying die. It sounds a bit pretentious. Can you pass me the die? Um, but yeah, so we've got a D four, a D six, a D eight. 
two d tens, but one has it's so you can roll a hundred, isn't it? So you've got your tens and units, is it? Yeah, yeah. Of which now you have to have the argument of what is a hundred and oh. what is zero. Oh God, I should have looked this up. Maybe somebody out there who's listening can help us out because we have the same argument every time we play and nobody ever I seems... I have looked it up before for like have when you? we played Call of Cthulhu and there's arguments for both. Some say that you can't get yeah. uh, 100, so it's only like up to 99. What represents 100 on the D10s and what represents, well, 1? I don't know because I'm sure I've rolled dice sometimes and I'm like, is that 0 or 100? I, and it just seems to baffle me every time, and I'm sure it's really simple. If you know, please tell us. Go on Twitter, <laughs> send us a message <laughs> at NerdBunkerPod, please. Um, but no, the the ultimate is the D twenty. You know, you live or die on the D twenty. Even the just the, the the shape of it and is quite iconic to the game. Yeah, you've seen all the T-shirts and the mugs and that that'll have just the the shape of the D twenty plastered all over it. Yeah, yeah. I got some a new set of dice for my birthday, um, and my little boy was rolling the D twenty. So this is the first time in his entire life that he's rolled a D twenty, and he got a nineteen. <laughs> so you know, not quite all the way, but he got a nineteen, and I thought, oh come on. <laughs> Um, but on the, you know, getting dice as a present, I mean, it starts off as a bit of an obsession. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not really into collecting things much, as we said in the uh, last episode. But um, getting dice to play D&D with starts, uh, can get out of control. I mean, I don't know how, how many sets I've got, to be honest. i got a great big uh, dice bag but it's pretty full yeah i got um it's actually a makeup bag um and it opens as a big circle and it's got all these interior pockets so i can separate all my d4s d6s d8s d10s blah 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 and i've all like my d20s in the middle and it's, it's just like a thing of beauty i can just lay it out <laughs> and see them all um then this is really really nerdy now <laughs> The, the, pro- the problem I have is when I've got my bag of dice, is it's kind of just relaxing to just put my hand in it and then just run all the dice through. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Um, what are they? The polyhedral dice. That's what they're called, aren't they? Yes. Um, which is just a fancy, fancy name for saying multiple faces, all of which are equal in size. Um but it helps when you're uh, on Amazon trying to find a and d set. But I have got, that you actually got me, a D3, a proper D3, rather than just rolling a D6 and half in it or whatever. Because um, that's not included in the standard set. Um, but you do get asked to roll them occasionally, don't you? I'm, I have rolled it. Yeah, the only game I've ever known to roll it, which is why I got you one, was Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, well, that must be where I'm remembering it from then. I was going to say, other than that, I've not come across any other game that you have to roll it. No. Plus, it's so small. Half the time I use the D6 anyway. But... Yeah. Um, but there are different shapes. I think I've seen a a D4 that rather than being the evil little triangle that it is, if, if you've never seen a D4 um, and you've stood on a piece of Lego, that's nothing. It's, it's, it's like a little pyramid. Oh, my God. And I've got a metal one. They It, it is just... <laughs> begging to be stood on and to impale you they are they are vicious little buggers why would you leave it on the floor well not on purpose or are you walking on the table <laughs> i'm walking on the table <laughs> you seen coyote ugly they were all playing D. <laughs> just don't stand on the d4s <laughs> um but that that's like a bit of an, an obsession when you're getting into playing D. I mean you've got your your fancy dice and my God, some are so expensive. I mean, somebody that we know that we play with has shared, um, um, like in our messaging group, 
these really fancy ones, like made out of gemstones and oh, stuff. Oh, the, um, the mammoth bone. Thing. Yeah, bone. And they're like thousands of pounds. And I'm like, Jesus. Oh. Yeah, but you wouldn't roll them, would you? Well, what's the point in having them if you weren't going to roll it? <laughs> Stick it on the shelf. Because I got a, um, our wedding anniversary was crystal. And my wife got right. me a crystal D20. Ooh. I've never rolled it for fear of chipping it. I'd never hear the end of it if I broke a corner off it or something. <sighs> that has to live on the mantelpiece with the twenty facing up. Yeah, I, I can see I can I can see it with that material because it, it is obviously delicate. But if you got one made of bone or something, even if it costs two grand. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd roll it. Not that I'd spend two grand on the dice. I'd maybe roll it like a special occasion. Yeah. <laughs> Like when, uh, like when rich people get out the, uh, I don't know, the seventeen eighty seven vintage brandy or whatever it is, you get out your two thousand pound mammoth yeah. <laughs> D twenty because you are that nerd. Um, but you can get all sorts. There's, um, you know, like we've said, special bags and boxes and stuff. Um, dice towers. Um, I got a little fold it up job, which was quite cute, but it was more faff putting it together. So in the end, I couldn't <laughs> be asked. Um, but dice jails. Now this sort of hops back to the whole fortune telling bit because people do get very obsessed with um, dice being naughty, and if it keeps rolling low. Yeah, I I have. I don't have a dice jail, but I have put them back in the bag and gone, nah, sod you, you're not playing fair. And, mm. and tried to tried to get a different one out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, this dice isn't rolling properly. I'm going to try a different one when... Unless it's weighted. I've also played with people as well that won't let you touch their dice. Okay. In case you jinx them. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, I've got to roll 10d6. Oh, you can't use mine. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I vote you like. <laughs> oh, right. Well, in that case, you can wait until I get them all out oh, of this God. big bag. It, oh, no, it, it is dice and the element of chance. People getting uh, too attached to them, but uh, if it works for them. Um, well, I do have, I do have favourite dice, but my, my, my favourite at the moment is I've got a large D20. Yes, I do remember seeing that. Did you get that at the Games Expo? Yeah, I got it got, got it at Games Expo. Oh, you know. 2019. That was, when we went to that Games Expo, that was literally like the most fun I'd had in such a long time. And obviously lockdown and what have you. And when, well, it's now last year's was cancelled. I was absolutely gutted. We had everything planned hotels booked we're going for two days and then the world collapsed and there was no games expo no unfortunately not um but to save us from that roll 20 um you know where we've been playing our uh, rpgs D D, alien what else have we played we've played cthulhu on roll 20 as well haven't we no i did cthulhu just over discord I posted oh, right. you out the yeah, character yeah, yeah. sheet so you could actually roll proper dice. Ah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, so I was going to say, yeah, the rolling dice on the computer screen does not have the same magic as picking them up in your hand. You know, when you're when you're going to kill that big bad and you're you've leveled up, um, and your weapon is like ten d ten or whatever, and you've got all them dice in your hand. Yeah. That that's that's a little piece of nerdy yeah, magic. Yeah, we, we all know if you're on a roll high, you have a, you have a good round, you know, a good shaky handful. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas blow on it. <laughs> if you just click in the mouse and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the same. So it was it was nice when we played Cthulhu to roll real dice. I mean, obviously, you know, going back to the whole cheating and honor thing. I mean, it's quite easy. If you were playing with people that uh, you didn't necessarily well, before trust. you admitted to all this cheating, the 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 only reason <laughs> I I sat down and I thought, why am I getting so 
not hung up is not the word, but on roll 20, like even I do my dice so that you can see them. Whereas normally I'd roll them behind the DM screen. Yeah. And it's like, normally, if you're sat at the end of the table, I'm not seeing what you roll. Yeah. And I'm still trusting you there. Yeah. So why am I getting, oh, it's got to be on roll 20 so I can see the dice rolls. Mm. And it was just like, well, why don't you just roll dice at home for that game? And Have you ever fudged a dice roll as a DM for a better story outcome? As a DM. Dun, dun, dun. For the story outcome, yes. Yeah. I believe that D&D is storytelling. So for me, the story comes first. Yeah. Learning the dice to play D&D um, can be a little bit of a faff. I mean, recognising which one is which was a bit of a mission to begin with. Um, whereas, like with Alien, where you're just using D6s and you need a six to pass, basically. Um and I know on roll 20, you don't even have the numbers. They've just got symbols, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, but the six can be substituted yeah, I, for I a picture, can't a good, it? I think the dice that I've got... good system. ...for Tales I'll from say. the Loop, which I think you've got as well. One to five is normal, and then the six is a picture. Still got to run Tales from the Loop for you. I know. Uh I think that's going to be a, a back burner for a while. I mean, there's so many other things. I mean, we've not played Starfinder yet, and I, I think Starfinder's something that we need to give a campaign to. Um, maybe not like a really long one, but I think it's worth more than a one-shot. What I've planned to do is Starfinder release these sort of um, adventures, but they all link together. So I've got the first one, see how it goes. So it'll be like... Oh, a good number okay. of sessions but then there's also the possibility to carry it on if you're enjoying it or you yeah. can end it at that point yeah but yeah yeah that's sort of exactly what i was getting at you need something in between a one shot and a two-year campaign <laughs> but uh as i say starfinder is i'm finding a really crunchy game well i've got the book and I've sort of had a bit of a flick through, but it does look a bit much. So I think I'm probably going to try and watch some videos on YouTube to get my head around it before I feel anywhere near confident to do anything dramatic with it, I think. Um, but we have been waffling for a very long time, and it took us a very long time <laughs> to get to what this episode was supposed to be about. <laughs> Um, I will end on fuzzy car dice because they are dice. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> they are. Um, but can you roll them? Well, you can roll it. What about Han Solo's golden dice, his Sabak dice? Oh, I don't know. He's got a pair of golden dice that hang in the Millennium Falcon cockpit, hasn't he? Has he? I've never noticed that. Yeah. Oh, I shall have to have a look. Um, but I, I did, uh, it was a bit of a joke, but um, I did actually research fuzzy dice. And um, fighter pilots in World War Two. that's where they originated. Um, they used to hang dice um, in their aircraft because um, the majority of them, you know, didn't come back. So it was um, for luck. Um, and then the ones that survived sort of carried on the tradition so, like, in the 50s, that's when they started getting put um, on rearview mirrors. Um, and I strongly remember it was something that, you know, people used to have in their cars, like, in the 90s. And then all of a sudden they disappeared and I just thought they'd gone out of fashion. But apparently um, you can get fined for having fuzzy dice in the UK, Australia and some US states. Um, so they obviously made a lot of I knew you couldn't them. have anything disrupting the view. Because yeah. I have my car MOT, they take my air freshener down. Oh, okay. And dump it. It's like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> um, See, I don't remember Fuzzy Dice so much, but I remember them stick on Garfields. I have a vague recollection. I, oh God. What I, do, what I don't know, I don't know if this was a northern thing, but. Um, were they called Vauxhall Novas? Yeah. And uh, this was like all your boy racers. And they used to put stickers on the windscreen at the top. 
and it would have like their name and their missus's name or the best one was Novadose. <laughs> it was so tragic. Um, I was quite young at the time. But um, yeah, Ford Fiestas and Vauxhall Novas, they were the cars with all the fuzzy dice. <laughs> Fair enough. And that, <laughs> my friend, is uh, dice um, and a whole load of other crap that we've been waffling on about. So uh, if anybody's still here, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the journey. Um, for we have fallen down a few quite deep, dark rabbit holes um, this episode. Um, but we're glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Um, hope to see you again next week. If you enjoy listening to us and you want to hear more of us, um, please go to patreon.com um and find us nerd bunker pod um you can sign up and be one of our faithful followers um and we're going to be looking at releasing all sorts of special stuff for anybody that signs up are we gonna have to give them a special name like a podette or something you know well we can uh, we can have it as anything that we want i mean this is you know what do you want to be called (laughs) (laughs) um you know, we, we can be as creative as we want with that one. Um, you know. Cross that bridge talk- when we get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk to us on Twitter at NerdBunkerPod, Instagram, NerdBunkerPod, Facebook, NerdBunkerPodcast. Um, we are uploading um, to YouTube as well um, under NerdBunkerPodcast. Um, there are some strange visuals um, that I've been adding to them until we're in uh, a state where we dare put our faces upon the camera for you uh, to I, see. I, I need to afford my Botox <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe a hair transplant. <laughs> see, this is why we need you to go to patreon.com because we need lots of plastic surgery and, and <laughs> some, uh, some uh, DIY in our houses so we can make a proper studio. <laughs> so foam foam padding yeah yeah so we sound better and we have something nice for you to look at so um yeah go to patreon for our plastic surgery fund please (laughs) um it's been great having you with us and it's been great doing another podcast so thank you very much for being with me mike cheers guys thanks for listening and i'll catch you next week bye 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 Intro music is Battle Theme by Kamiku, and is used under Creative Commons Zero License. All copyrights are property of their holders, and everything else belongs here in the bunker. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram at NerdBunkerPod and like us on Facebook. Please leave a review as it really helps them out. Thank you for listening.